Hello and welcome, lovelies. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is another new episode of The D Word. I love and appreciate each and every one of you that do tune in. And if you are new, welcome to The D Word. I'm so excited to have you here. And today's podcast, I mean, I think as each episode is just as meaningful to me, I think this one is going to be really pulling together everything we've been talking about and now how to move forward so that you can now fully step into the new awareness and and make big changes for yourself and, and your family and in your world and how you perceive it. One of the biggest things that I've been getting over the last even month from folks is saying, okay, I, I have the tools that I need. I've learned a lot. How do I now just step in because it's kind of this new territory that we're all in, right? We don't know how to navigate. We're learning how to, you know, disassociate a little bit, I think, when it comes to the reality of the old 3D version, right? We are becoming more aware of the things that are going on around us, the politics, the news, the all the information that's coming out. We've talked about it before in the podcast, how being informed is somehow almost an offense (laughs) certainly is on social media. I mean, if you guys have been following me there on Facebook, you saw my post where they're removing my posts because I've been sharing the truth and talking about things in such a real and raw way and we are being penalized for it. And so I think Paying attention to which posts that I've made and created and seeing those come down, I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) So I'm not giving up. I'm going to continue pushing and I won't be silenced. And I think that's the biggest thing right now for leaders and for those that are on this mission is to stay true to your message, stay true to the way that you are helping humanity. And remember, as we talked in the last episode, And if you haven't listened to that, please go back and do so with knowledge is power, but we also have to understand the power that it holds. So there are people that haven't awakened yet. So we're going to keep that in mind. There are people that maybe need awakened in a, in a slower rate, perhaps than you have. And many of us have awakened already, you know, even decades in the making. So we've had a lot of time to adjust to everything. So be considerate of those that are awakening right now and then also being thrown into the experience that the world is is in right now like they're awakening and then all of a sudden we're in lockdown and all of these things are occurring to our economy and everything and our health and and then all the truth is coming out like that's very overwhelming to to a soul to an individual because if you know from your own awakening or if you're freshly awakening now it really disrupts your vision of reality. And so we've spent a lot of time talking about that, guiding you through that process of the awakening in a gentle healing way. And that's the work that I do. And so if you are looking to receive some guidance on that, you know, always connect with me, just pop me a message on Facebook, head on over there. I talk about it constantly and I love sharing with you guys the information, um, you know, any resources, books that I may have, podcasts, um, other, other healers. I share all of that with you so that 
we are all achieving the same goals and the same greatness and the same potential that we're all here to learn. And so today I wanted to go from the awareness part and bringing you more awareness and furthering your awakening. And I want to talk to those right now that have already awakened. We have the tools, we've done the healing, we're ready to shift, right? So now how do we do that? And this message came to me on two levels. One, I channeled it about four or five days ago uh, from the higher council. And I asked, okay, what do we do now? What do I even do now? Because I have the tools, I'm assisting people, but I feel in some ways I'm still stuck between the veil, right? I'm still living in this 3D, even 4D, and I want to be fully enveloped in the 5D reality. And they said, it's simple. It's easy. And I really almost didn't, not that I didn't believe it, but I certainly questioned it because I thought, well, how can it be that simple? And it was really just shifting your awareness, like we've been talking about, and understanding that Yes, we have the knowledge is power. I talked about that in the last podcast. But now understanding our free will and what that really gives us as an individual. And we've been talking about that a lot. You know, we have the free will to make decisions, to be able to take our power back. But sometimes we don't know, and this is what I struggled with, was we have the free will to make the decision, but then how do we speak up? How do we create action? How do we create change in our world when the society, even other people are fighting with you against it, are pushing back, are afraid to change. People are afraid to talk out and be a pillar for their community because of the repercussions from the government for speaking out. So how do we make a change? And so the council told me, they said, look, If we simply change the way we think, that changes the vibration. And we know this, right? We change our own thoughts. We change our own vibration. Understand we have free will and choose to see things in a different way. Begin manifesting the way that we want to live simply by how we see it and perceive it. And that's the last step. That's the shift. That's how we change. That's how we we get off the reincarnation train, <laughs> right? So many people think that we're going to have to relive this over and over and over again. And if that's your belief, then that is absolutely your purpose. Believe in that. I'm not here to change your mind, your your faith, or your belief. But there are many people that are struggling saying, well, if we're just going to keep reliving all this shit, like how are we going to prevent this, like this big dimensional shift to the 5D, what does that mean? How are we going to change? How is souls, how is that going to change? And I think for those people that are really ready to make the shift, and you'll know that within yourself, there'll be an essence or, or a sense that this will either be your last incarnation, and you've known that even since before your awakening, you might have even felt that your world will just dramatically change. And life will never be the same. I know for myself and many other people that are alike, before we awakened, like I awakened when I was 28, 29. And in my mindset when I was a kid, I just always had this feeling like I wasn't going 
to live to be old. I, I always had this feeling like I'm going to die young and I never saw myself past the age of 30. And I think I shared this with you guys before in previous podcasts. And that kind of haunted me for a long time until I understood. And that was when I came to my awakening was that now I understand why I felt like I was going to be either different, changed, non-existent, because I had to let go of the old version of me. I had to let go of that person, that soul that was here to learn the 3D experience because we shifted from that 3D person who wasn't awakened. We came here knowingly as souls that we weren't going to remember who we were, what our purpose is, or why we're doing all of this. And when we begin to awaken, which many of you are going through right now, and then those who have maybe awakened in the last couple of years or could be still struggling with this. When we understand that life doesn't have to be the way we've lived it, there's fear involved still because we don't know how to take the leap. We don't really trust it. We've been through so much in our past that how could this possibly be real? There's a sense of resentment in that grief as well because if this was the way it was, why did we have to suffer so hard? Why didn't even if you haven't suffered, you realize that many people in the world have suffered. So why is this a thing? And now as you're awakening and you're understanding and it's, it's very visible to the public about the children that are being saved from trafficking, that the, uh, that the cabal is, is intensely just horrific so in our minds, we ask, how can things like that exist? And it, it's a mourning of sense because you, you just go through a lot of things, anger, grief, resentment, because you understand that your soul chose this, but then you question, well, who the hell would choose this? Why are children going through this? They couldn't have chosen this. And when you understand that we all have a choice as souls, we all play a role here, even though it might not be the role that you feel would someone would pick, it really is the process. And the way that we change all of this, the way that we make the biggest change, the biggest shift for our humanity is to understand the shift, understand that those things had to happen. So we can come to peace because if we're not at peace and if we are tortured by our thoughts, you won't move forward and your version of reality won't move forward. Therefore, that means we've talked about this a lot. Your thoughts project your reality. Everything you think becomes a life that you see with your eyes in your own reality. So we can change that. That's why mental health is so important. That's why quantum healing is so important. Because we rewire the way that we think, feel, react, and behave. And it goes down to a cellular, molecular level in our bodies. They hold memory to reactions based on our thought patterns. So we have not just this lifetime, but previous lifetimes to rewire. And I know that seems like a daunting task, but I promise you, when you understand that, you can change within, you know, weeks. Like, 
this can change not just your reality and the way you see it and the way you interact in your reality, but this can change everything. This change is a game for all of us. So your thoughts matter because your thoughts also represent a figment of our reality as well. Your vibration affects other people's vibration and imprints onto that. So right now what we're seeing is everyone as a collective coming together to think, feel, react, learn, to heal, to be angry, right? To move through things at the same pace. And this is really the first time we've been able to do that. And I think the camaraderie and the tribe that we are is rewiring those patterns because we were going through these things in the past seemingly alone. We didn't have people to talk to about all of this and now we do. And that knowledge is power, the ability to understand that we all have free will and now we're exercising it. And how are we doing that? By informing ourselves, by learning what's going on in the world, how our banking system works. We talked about this a lot. Understanding the world that you currently live in, seeing the darkness, that's important, so that you can move forward and see the light. We have to see the dark to see and access the light. It doesn't mean we wallow in the darkness. We don't want to stay there. But there needs to be an acknowledgement of that because that's part of the awakening. That's part of the awareness. And many people are stuck in that because they don't want to see the negativity. Even if it's not that you're seeing the visions of the things that are happening, perhaps to the children in the tunnels, because that were those were visions I saw from about the time I was about 16, 17, I was seeing those visions. I was seeing people, humans, children being tortured. I saw that and didn't know why. And every time that I went in on some sort of deeper level or I hit a depression, I just kept being told by God, the universe, that there's a reason for this, that I'm supposed to heal and I'm supposed to help others. But there was no media, no news, no nobody else that I could talk to, not even my counselors that I had, that I had gone to that would understand that. So you're tortured with those thoughts and feelings and emotions. And so now we're coming together and talking about it. That's why I'm not being quiet about it. I'm not going to be quiet about informing you that the things that you're seeing and experiencing within your own self and your own visions and your own thoughts, I'm not going to take that away from you and say it wasn't real. You think about how many people are diagnosed with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. We're even finding out that bipolar disorder was a, was a disease name that was created by the elite so they could medicate people. They weren't bipolar. They were awakened. So now that we're understanding this and same thing, putting a label on conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theory is a name that was created so that we would be discredited when we said anything. So we begin to have that knowledge and then it's like, nope, no one's going to change the perception of this because we know the truth. We're not going to be hidden anymore. And I refuse to be hidden because I know that my journey, my path, the things that I've said, the things that I have been through, I can share that and it's hard. But I can share that knowing that that's going to be 
your hope and prayer of understanding that that's how you're going to make it. Because I can tell you, I can, I, I, when I awakened and I began reading things in learning from Dr. Joe Dispenza and Dolores Cannon and all of these people and Aaron Doughty, I talk about them all the time because they've been so influential. Knowing that they had the courage to speak out and write about the things that they've done, say the things that they've done, share themselves with the world. I knew I wasn't alone. My life made sense then. That's why I'm doing the podcast. That's why I'm doing my courses and everything that I have that's available to you so that you understand that you're not alone. You can absorb information that I teach you knowing you can trust me. And I think that that's so important right now. And whether it's me or another healer, there are so many amazing healers out there. And if, you know, if I'm not the one for you, still reach out to me and I can point you in the right direction of somebody else. Because this is so important right now. We have the free will to decide right now to give ourselves the permission to go for what we want. And this isn't about greed. This isn't about that you're going to decide that you're going to win the lottery and have millions of dollars. It won't be effective anyway. But what most of us that are awakened are looking for is peace. We're looking for our world to make sense. Not just for ourselves, but for everyone. We have a deep desire to connect with people, to appreciate people, to respect people. I think that's been the hardest thing for me about going out in public and being around, you know, going to the store and things. Because otherwise I'm in the house and I've got the kids at home, you know, and, and I kind of broke down yesterday because it was the first time I'd been into the grocery store in a few weeks and the shift of the sadness of people beginning to now feel like they're losing their connection with themselves they're losing their connection with people. They're longing for hugs. They're longing for the communication. Like the store was silent because people weren't stopping to talk to each other anymore. You weren't allowed to. And there's just this sadness that overcame me when I left the store because That's not what we're here for as people, as humans, as a consciousness, as a soul, as an energy. We are social people. We are people that need each other. And I think this is a big reset because not only did this bring everyone down to the same level, and I mean that with the utmost respect and dignity to everyone who's struggling. I've struggled my entire life. (laughs) So I respect the struggle. I understand its purpose and know that that's important. And I know there's other people as well that aren't struggling as much and that's okay too. And I think we have to understand that. Um, Think about it from this way. And this is what I've been telling my students because the biggest thing that I see right now within the groups and within many other healers and things are sharing the same thing. It's like, look, we are all on different paths. We're on different journeys. There's going to be people that are struggling. There's going to be people that are doing just fine and are thriving in this energy because this is a reset that they needed. But if you're the one that's struggling, we have to respect and understand and not show hatred to the people that maybe seemingly to you have it easier than you do. There's a reason for that. 
perhaps if we can see this from a perspective that, well, when people that we think are sailing through life, let's take a look at their mentality. How do they think, react, and behave? What is their dedication to their faith? How do they treat themselves? How do they treat others? How do they treat other people? Because there's a lot of folks that say, well, you know, it is what it is. I understand when things are difficult. We might perceive them as not struggling. They just know how to handle it. What if I told you that people struggle? They just know how to handle it. And it changes the perspective. And that's the difference because they've exercised free will. We don't know what their lives were like in their childhood. We don't think about that. If right now they're grateful for having time with their family, think about what they've given up in the last two decades. We each get our rewards for the things that we needed as individuals. Some people needed to learn struggle. Some people, some souls wrote poverty. Some souls wrote health issues and all these things for themselves to learn. So if you're struggling, heal mentally, physically, and spiritually. And if you need help doing that, because I know you're triggered by it, I can feel it. (laughs) I'm just recording this podcast and I know there's going to be listeners that are going to be angry. And even if you're still listening to this, I'd be surprised because it's a hard pill to swallow. I understand that. When I was struggling, I could not envision that my life could be better. I really couldn't. So this is what I'm helping people through. This is what I want to help you with. Because all this, the last step of evolution for us, is to raise our mental consciousness. That's it. That's it. That's all we have to do to change our reality. And this isn't about positive affirmations. I mean, those things help. But unless you think it, feel it, and believe it, and then take action on those steps, you're not going to achieve it. In society until now, this is why everything's dismantling. Society until now put billboards, magazines, commercials, reality TV, programming in front of your face to show you the way that you should live, the car that you should drive, the things that you should buy. Businesses out there that hire end coaches and and financial advisors, and they're saying everyone can make, you know, dollars $500,000 a year in their first year easily. Let's show you how to do it. They're setting you up to fail so that you continue to try, try, and try again. It's like a diet. These diets are meant to work. It's a how many billion dollar industry every year. Think about that. We're meant to fail. So we keep struggling and we keep trying because we don't match the pinnacle vision of what everybody else wants us to be. I gave up long ago trying to have the perfect body. And what I knew I needed was the best mind and my soul essence and my mentality. That's what I needed. My connection to my spiritual self. My confidence in my belief. That's what I needed. That's what radiates. 
And when we connect with each other, that's how we feel each other. That's how we measure our relationships. That's how we measure everything, all of it. Because when we get to this point, this is where we realize, guys, all the shit you thought you knew does not matter. It does not matter. And that can be angering, but it can be the biggest fucking relief you've ever felt in your life. Let it go. This isn't about starting over. This is about picking up and asking your higher self to guide you. Give it all up. All of it. All the negative thoughts, the feelings, the subconscious behaviors, the trauma, the, the ego. When you learn to step outside your ego, and there's all kinds of information about that, if you want help on doing that, I, I would be honored to show you. It, it really is a beautiful experience. It's such a freeing state when we can understand that we separate ourselves from the 3D ego. And the ego, it can be good or bad. It, it, it has a bad rap. Because <laughs> our ego really is just our programming. It's how we perceive, how we've wired ourselves to believe based on our thoughts, feelings, experiences, our emotions. That's all. So we can change the way that we react on a cellular level and we can change our bodies. We can heal our bodies quickly. We can change our mind and change our reality in our world immediately. And this is what the higher counsel, this is what our souls need now. That's why you're seeing with me and many other healers, like I'm actually coming across healers and I'm going to reach out to another one today. <laughs> People are like, why am I fucking doing this? This doesn't serve me. Why am I being this kind of person? Because other people wanted me to be. It doesn't serve anybody. And for myself, not that I pretended to be somebody else, but, you know, I listened to my guidance back in December when, you know, well, and honestly, the spirit was trying to tell me even back in June, July, August of last year, saying, Deanna, you can't be doing readings anymore. No more psychic forecasts because we're not meant to have a reliance on what's coming, but dangling that carrot in front of your nose. It was all meant well, you know, and I'm not saying that we didn't learn a lot from those sessions because we did. That was what we were guided to do, myself and other psychics, other healers. We were guided to share that information at that time. We had to, to prove to you that, that, there was something positive coming for you. And those who made the changes made the changes. Those of you who had the desire and the confidence within yourself and could heal within and, and did the work made immense changes to your life. Continued to show confidence in your direction. And you learned about yourself and, and came into yourself and you awakened. And I don't want to take that away from you. Because that was so important then. But the shift now that's happened, and this is why I'm, I've changed everything. Because we're not supposed to see the future anymore. We're not supposed to see that. What we're supposed to see is what we have right within. Because that's what the universe, our higher council, the guides, God need us to see right now so we can make the shift. Or otherwise, we're going to fuck it up. We're going to always go back to the way that things used to be because we can't go back anymore. 
And there was a quote, actually, as I say that now, I was inspired by this and I posted it on Facebook and this is the truth. And I actually wrote it down because this was what I was going to talk about today in the podcast and uh, it found its way in anyway. <laughs> but we can't go back to normal. We will, And the quote says, and I, there wasn't a, a notation as to say who said it, but the quote was, is that we will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal, other than that we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. And that's so the truth. This is exactly it. We can't go back. We can't just go back to the way we used to think. Once you're awakened, there's no changing your thoughts. Or else you you begin to hurt yourself again and put yourself back to... An, you victimize yourself. And you continue to live the cycle. And how we stop the cycle of the negativity, the ego, the greed, the inequality... Confusion, rage, all of it, because that's a 3D existence. We let it go. We do not feed our thoughts to that anymore. Because in the 5D, even the 4D, things like depression, anxiety, health issues didn't have to exist. They existed. The pain existed because you brought that into your awareness. We chose that. And I've had a lifetime of fucking pain. I've had health issues, I've nearly died, I've had cancer, I've had a cancer scare. Like, I created that because I didn't know how to heal. I didn't know what was possible. I didn't know that I could change my thoughts and that my thoughts mattered that much. And in such a grand way. And because people like Dolores Cannon and Dr. Joe Dispenza speak so much about it, Truly just beating me over the head with it, saying, when are you going to fucking listen? Your life doesn't have to be this bad. Now it's not. We're dealing with the residual energy of the 3D as it begins to fade away. It's not easy. But man, do I know it's worth it. Because we have our dignity, we have our grace, we have control, we have awareness, we have a connection to ourselves that we never had before, we have a connection to you that we never had before. If all of this didn't even happen, you wouldn't be searching for me. You wouldn't be searching for yourself. You wouldn't be trying to improve yourself. Understand your own awakening. So all this had to happen... So we would begin to question it and say, man, how much further am I going to be pushed? I can't take this anymore. We had to hit our rock bottom to say, fuck it, I'm done. Remember, we have to see the darkness to understand and see and appreciate and be shown the light. And that's what's happening right now. And I know the whole process of saying, all we have to do is change our thoughts. All we have to do is change our perspective. It sounds complicated. It sounds like it's not easy. I mean, it might not be easy. You're just going to have to be consciously self-aware. 
the moment a negative thought comes in your mind about bitching about somebody or you're thinking negatively about yourself or you're saying, I can't do it, I won't do it, it's not for me. Stop yourself in the moment. Ask your guides. This is what I did. I asked the universe. I asked my guides. I asked the council. Put it in my mind. Uh, stigma. Um, like Almost like a laughter. Make fun of me when I think bad about myself. So that I become aware of my thoughts when I have them. So I can change them. So that there's a way that I'm going to recognize that I need to stop in that moment. And really what it was, was like, oh fuck, you're feeling sorry for yourself again? <laughs> and whether I was feeling sorry for myself or not, you know, maybe I could be, a part of the awakening was I was so saddened and filled with grief about the world that it was. And then I had nobody to talk to about it. It was torturing. And so instead... I was shown how to use that image and those, the downloads I was receiving and the things I was getting in my meditations. They had me understand that this wasn't meant to torture me. This wasn't meant to make me feel angered or depressed or saddened. They weren't showing me my past to relive the, the states that I was in. They weren't torturing me with that. They were showing me what I needed to learn within myself. And then I had to be self-aware and strong enough to say, okay, this is why I feel this way. This is why I'm angry. And I can change that. I can go within and say, these are things that, about, that are about myself that I need to change. And I would change it. And I'd be consciously aware of it. And then put myself in positions where it, I would put myself in the difficult conversations. So if I knew that I was saying something in that moment that was negative or maybe hurtful you know, for instance, say to my husband, I would say something as a, because I was threatened. It was old beliefs that made me put my wall up, put the guard up and I would protect myself and I push people away and I had to be vulnerable. And so do you vulnerable to the fact that you have to trust that you have to release and you have to get used to that vulnerability feeling because we were taught for so long to put up our walls and fuck the world. And if they didn't understand you, then, you know, it's their loss. Well, no, we have to understand how to interact with people. We have to understand we're not everyone's cup of tea either. So when you do that, you become self-aware and then you apologize for that behavior, knowing you've done it, knowing that you've said something or done something that wasn't effective, either to your boss, your coworkers, your kids, your husband, whatever. And then change it so it doesn't happen again. And then that's part of the rewiring is not just simply saying, well, I want to be a better wife. I'm going to be a better wife and I'm going to be a better wife. And you're meditating and you got your malas and I'm going to be a better wife. Well, what are you going to do to be a better wife? Be a better employee, be a better mother, a, you know, a business owner. What are you going to do? And that's how we begin to rewire in the initial process, it can, it's like anything else. It's like a habit. It's getting rid of a habit. It takes a month, say. And after that, it becomes better. Because the moment that you decide that you're going to change and you're taking those actions, the universe, God, the creator, the council, reward you for your changes. 
for your improvements. And then the higher vibration you feel, your body heals, your DNA changes, everything about you changes to the point where you no longer have those negative thoughts. You can remember your past with bliss and beauty and grace, and you can even talk about those traumatic times without being upset about it. You're simply an observer of the things that you happen to you. You're not reliving them each and every time. And you're not going back to that state every time you're angry or sad. You can be angry or sad in the moment, but swipe on those thoughts. They don't serve you. And when something does anger, you ask yourself why. Why is it? What is it about this that makes you sad? And then change that. And it was funny enough because in the beginning of this podcast, I said that the universe showed me, the council showed me this teaching, how simple it was in two ways. One was the channeling and I didn't listen to it initially. Not that I didn't believe it, as I said, but I didn't really know how to step into it and, and really take ownership over it. So then they had me read a next chapter, a next page in the book of Dolores Cannons, which I've been deeply engaged with called the three waves of volunteers in the new earth. I did a podcast about it as well. And I'm, I'm just gradually getting through the book. I'm about halfway through because I'm reading snippets of it as the higher council needs me to read it. So I'm not reading the whole thing. And it just seems like I'm gradually getting things as I need to learn them for not just myself, but for others. And this particular piece here was, it started on, just so that if you have the book, you can really dive in and see what I was talking about here. It's in chapter 23 on page 313, and it's called The Best Agenda for Earth. And it talks about a fellow named Randy and her experience, with Dolores' experience on taking him through his regressional therapy to help him understand you know why he is the way he is and how he's going to heal and as they explore all this they begin to understand that they came from you know other star systems that were star seeds that were part of this awakening right the three waves of volunteers and he's one of them and he talks a lot about himself he says look like i have all of these certifications i have these things in metaphysical uh teachings i know i have all these tools but why can i not shift this was exactly my point. <laughs> this is what I was having a problem with. And she says in, uh, through here as it's being channeled because they go into the subconscious mind and then they bring forward the being, the essence, the higher self. And so as they're connecting with the oversoul of, of Randy, they say, and I, I quote this on page 322, the simplest is just to express his free will. So they're talking about Randy. They're saying, look, this is what we need him to do. <laughs> the simplest is just to express his free will. All he has to do is express it. That's the only thing left. There's no more knowledge, no more insight that's required. There's simply to get to a point of self-awareness to do with his free will. Now that he understands free will and believes in free will and he will see the free will, now he needs to set the intention of how to express that free will. This is going to happen on the planet and everybody, once they understand free will, are going to run into the same situation. We have free will. We recognize it now. We can choose this. We can choose that. But then again, they need to set the intention in order to manifest reality. So simply knowing that they have the ability to choose free will or to choose right or wrong, left or right, up and down, 
has to be manifested in order to have the experience, to have the knowledge, to have the wisdom, to make the evolution. If we are to see the concept of an idea, it wouldn't be evolution at its freest form. So then Dolores asks in the meditation, she says, so does he have to find this out for himself? And they say, yes, he has to discover this process. And he has to complete this. All the studies, and that was kind of the end quote, all of these studies, all the things that he had to learn, that I've had to learn, that you have to learn, were to prepare you to open your mind, to explore new ideas, to understand the energetic world we live in, so that when we are faced with the challenge and the opportunity, more so we could say, to shift and to change and to change our reality, we know how to do it. But because we've learned all these complex ideas, we think it's a complex transition and it really isn't. So it really is beautiful. And we can change that. We can change all of it. And this is when I, even as I say that, they continue to go on, you know, at the end of page 323, Dolores asks, so everything's changing? And they say, absolutely, everything's changing. And Dolores asks then, so he's saying he's looking for the truth. What is the truth anyway? And they respond saying that, quote, the truth from the broadest perspective is everything and is incomprehensible. You either see the broadest picture or you're looking at the very smallest details. So the truth to answer the question, there's nothing that is incongruently about his thoughts, his, his belief and his ideas, that there are no untruths. So in other words, he's done all the work. He has the knowledge, he has the experience, he has the wisdom. He just needs to choose what to do with it. If he structures his intentions, there are no limitations. He has unlimited potential. This is what's going to happen to the earth plane. His consciousness is going to awaken to its potential and it will still manifest his academic worth, its intellect. There has to be an intention and an inertia and motivation and direction and a solidification of that knowledge before it becomes real in that reality. And very few have been able to do that, and that's part of his job. So Dolores says, that sounds complicated. So then they respond, and it's laughter, and it says, well, it really is as, as simple as flipping the switch. And so Dolores says, well, does he flip the switch, or do you? As the subconscious, as the higher self. And they respond and said, he does. We've never interfered. So they say, let's rephrase, let's rephrase the statement. Let's hold it in its context as a reference point. Here he is with his ability to create anything. He has a belief system that will enable him to manifest his intentions and desires, to support his intentions and desires. There's no conflict between his belief system and the ability to manifest. Matter of it is, is that although he believes he has the ability, which he does, he has not put into motion that ability. So we say it's a switch, but it's a switch of intention. It's not a switch of any other term or way, but it's simply accepting yourself as if you perceive yourself to be. And it's not any intention of whether in broader human collective consciousness term that you could say, who do you want to be today? And defining that and then manifesting will follow. I'm having a very difficult time describing it, but when he gets to the point of merging oneself, the point of integrating oneself, the point where he no longer sees himself as a separate aspect. When he gets to that point, he'll simply be.
And when he becomes that point, he will make an impact here. And so he does have free will. And it's not predetermined or predestined, but when he does reach that point, he will demonstrate himself. We're at a point where he has to make a decision to move forward. He has to make a decision to set his intention and define his intention and create his own reality. That's end quote. And that was the end of his experience in that chapter. So this really is everything that I've been teaching and saying since I started all of this. You know, my whole mantra was awaken, illuminate, and transform. This is what we mean. Our thoughts matter. We can change that. We can change our perspective. We can change everything about all of it right now. And so can you. That's why we're here. So I want to leave you with that. Go back and even listen to that quote again. And really lean into that feeling. And know that you have it within yourself to make those kinds of changes. And if you need help with that, and you want the guidance, this is what I'm here for. This is my coaching. This is what I'm teaching. It goes below the surface. Like I I even struggle with the title of spiritual development coach because, you know, I didn't know what else to really call it. But this is the awakening of our lifetime. And that's what I'm here to do. I know I'm meant to do that. I know that all my experiences in my life, the traumas, the health issues, everything led me to this point now. And I would be honored to help you just as I'm as honored when you all reach out to me, been hours every week, just responding to people and connecting with people, sharing the links to books, you know, giving them the link to Dolores's content so that you guys can absorb yourself in as much learning and knowledge that is positive and that breaks it down in a simple way where you can begin to achieve those things. So I'll leave you with that today and much love and many blessings to all of you lovelies in this tribe. I, I truly love and appreciate each and every one of you. I wouldn't be able to fulfill my purpose and destiny if it weren't for you. So like the podcast, download it as well, you know, subscribe to it because otherwise I don't know in the analytics that you've heard it. I don't see the listens. All they show me are the downloads. So if you download, then I even get to see just in just what country you're from. So I can begin to integrate knowledge and and incorporate you in my podcast because now we are officially worldwide and we are all, and we are on each continent now. So I'm so excited Um, The podcast has just exploded over this last even few weeks. I've gotten three, four times the downloads in just a few days. So I'm so blessed uh, for each and every one of you. So please keep sharing the message. Keep sharing your message that you have as healers and as believers and um, intuitive beings that are awakened. Keep sharing your message because that's what we all need right now to awaken, illuminate, and transform our lives. Take care and many blessings.